Welcome to the OK Podcast. Oh, we got a cat. We got a, we got a visitor. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. We'll let the cat go. And we got cats coming in through everything, Devin. It's true. They're always welcome around here. Yeah. Wherever they want to go, whatever they want to do, cats run this house. And uh, it's we've got a couple special guests here today in their own home, uh, the Larratt residents. We have Jody Larratt. Hi. And Devin Larratt. <laughs> Damn, Devin, you're pumped right now already. Yeah. I just try and assert myself because it's really Jody's house. I just, you know, try and make myself feel a little bit. You the know. lighting looks really good, by the way, on your arms. You too, man. It does. Yeah, you got shadows. Yeah. All right. I did that on purpose. Yeah, for it's the, the best place for me. For the pump, because a lot of people are just going to watch Devin's arms throughout this. <laughs> <clears throat> so it's so, about six weeks past so. Valentine's Day. So I want to talk about love. Ah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Love. What, uh, when did you all, how did you fall in love? <laughs> Do you want to go when first? When did we fall in love? I don't know. I don't, yeah. Jody doesn't love Are you. our yeah. children listening? <laughs> oh, go to bed, honey. Yeah. Um, we met in high school, uh, high school history class back when we used to have like a pre-university history credit that you could take. You take all your pre-university classes. Mm-hmm. And Devin was in the class. We kind of met before. I didn't really remember meeting him, but we went to the same school. And, uh, yeah, we were in history class together. And at midterm, I had a 92%. You're missing and, and some Devin really good details here. And passing me but... some notes. And by the end, I had a 62 But I think you ended up with, what was it, like a 7% at the end I of I wasn't all? interested in what was being taught in that <laughs> class. I was very distracted. <laughs> I remember I I got to history like right away and I picked out a nice corner seat and in walks Jody and I'm like I'm like oh my god and she came and sat right next to me. So what he said except I was the one already sitting down and he walked in and well, made his way over. He sat next to you. Yeah, of course. That's how that went down. Yeah. Right or left side? Was uh, that his left arm sitting next to you? He sat right? on the left. No, so I didn't. His right arm was there. No. You're right. He did sit on the right. I was, was on the right. And you, and then there was Sheila. And then Sheila. Yeah. Sheila was there too. Okay. So you didn't end up marrying Sheila? That's right. Sheila was never in the equation. Really. <laughs> Sheila was. Sheila was. Sheila what? was dating my brother. Oh, okay. So that was never going to be. The okay. Thing. No. That's but good. we, but yeah, so we kind of, I don't know, we sparked our little flame in high school and then we both went our separate ways after high school this one joined the military and i went to university for four years and at the end of that but i feel like we were never i feel like you you always say that but i feel like jordy and i were together since high school that's what i used to that's that's kind of what i think okay so you went to the military and it was before before you were doing the oil stuff is that correct before the military I, yeah, so, um, let me think exactly. So I, yeah, I went to the oil field, Mm -hmm. uh, hitchhiked out there, um, and, oh, no, actually, the first time I went to uh, oil field service company, and that's where I met Dion. So I got an arm wrestling in in the oil field came back on uh when the roads break up uh, mm-hmm. they when the roads thaw sorry uh and that's when i joined the military the first time and i did reserves i went back out and worked oil field again a second time and then i went regular force so how did you feel about him hitchhiking uh oil fields and then joining the military what, what were you doing at the time uh, well, I was just trying to grow my brain at the time, actually. I was I didn't know he was doing any of this stuff. This was all like we sort of came back together at the end of this little adventure that he had. And, uh, yeah, no, it was... I, I came back on a tour one time. Yes. And we went to the same party. Oh, okay. That's, That's right. Okay, okay, okay. That's yeah, really That's good. where it's like you bumped into each other again? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What kind of party was it? Was uh, it an end of the world a, party? It was a tip of the bay party, right? It was a tip of the bay party. Tip of the bay party. Explain mm. that. It's like a it's like a bar restaurant, mostly bar, in our town that we grew up in. And okay. I oh, was man. I was home from university. It was Thanksgiving weekend. Canadian Thanksgiving okay. different than American, so it's in October. It was in October. Yes, it was because it, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. So we were home, both of us. He was only on a break from a tour in Bosnia. 
And yeah, we, you know, what he was funny, actually there with someone else. What a funny time. At the oh, time, yeah? oh. yes, he was. I thought you okay. two were going to fight. I wasn't sure. Oh, no, really? Just, I think you wanted that to be the yeah. case. Yeah. That was like, uh-oh. was never going to be required. And then, uh, yeah, my best friend was living in town with her, with her fella at the time. And we may have, I don't know, you know. Canoodled. Canoodled. Okay. Uh, so... Who who was the other lady and, and were you just you were just there? Uh, I don't remember. Or, it was just that. someone else. I don't remember. He actually had a, one of his friends, a good friend of ours, came to me and told me that had he known I would have been there, she wouldn't have been there with him. So <laughs> oh, okay. this is a terrible podcast. This is really bad. This is so bad. That's concerning. Yeah. Oh, oh no, <laughs> it's such a. Jody and I have such a funny, funny story of our relationship. Like, really, the thing is, is we've been through so many things. Like, from the moment that we met, uh, forever. Like, our, our relationship has been like evolving and an off balance, and somehow. I've always loved her, and we've found a way to work through, I mean, a wide array of things, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's true. Yeah. Well, what I'd like to know, because you're such a vocal presence at the arm wrestling table. Me? Yeah, yeah. I, I can hear you occasionally, you know. Huh. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It, sometimes it, you, you're silent enough to might be mistaken for the sign language interpreter. Uh-huh. But uh, other times it seems like you're yelling a little bit. Uh, you know, specifically some matches some people would reference. But what? Uh, speaking of you know turbulence in the relationship, what's the biggest confrontation that has occurred at an arm wrestling match that you've been involved in? A confrontation that I've been involved in? Yeah, or in? just like something intense that Devin, maybe an intense arm wrestling or oh. something that's like been a, an intense moment. Well, for you geez, and him, there've been so many. Like yeah. they're all intense moments. But what? You want I don't to say know. Something? I mean, I, I I thought it was funny. Uh, you know, last year when uh, who was it? Uh, who's in Jerry's corner there? Bill Sinks. You and Bill Sinks. Oh, we were, did kind of. Go you on were a yipping at bit. each other a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I had a good one with Bob Brown just in Pittsburgh a couple yeah, weeks that was ago. Good. Yeah, I like that. That was a fun one. I mean, I'm surprised you and Simone haven't gotten into it more. Yeah, Be- that's Marcio's wife. Yeah, because no. she's very vocal too. She is. Yeah, but we have a lot of love and respect. Yeah, for each other. I know, but it's it's always they're close matches, and they are. Yeah. yeah. So, what's your favorite memory of her cheering you on, or doing something, or having an antic, or a? Uh, I I think it's to me it's funny whenever people like are on that line where they're like saying things that you know might end up being a mistake mm-hmm. you know i like it when people get to that point because uh you know there's some gems that come out I, I think i think when she told me to take marcio's soul i, I really think that that's one of her highlight moments yes. you know some might call it a highlight some yeah. might call it Bit that, of a low light. That was good. A low light. Yeah. You yell and take Marcio's soul. Mm, yeah, I, but then I, I was asked to do it over and over again. It kind of became a thing. It was a little bit, yeah. a little bit embarrassing. It was a good one-time thing you're it saying. Was. It was just, yeah. but that happens with a lot of uh, you know catchphrases. People yes. want you to do them over and over again. Mm-hmm. I, I think that like uh, the way you talk to Matt a little bit sometimes too, like. Matt Mask? Yeah, Matt Mask. And I love Matt Mask. The weirdest thing happened, I think, I realized. Who was it with? I think it was with Ron Bath for the first time, where I realized after, you know, I'm just, like, I'm just there. I, I'm not I'm not doing anything. He's doing everything. He's doing all the work. He's mm-hmm. doing all the training. He's doing all the preparation. And I remember the first time that I watched one of his opponents actually stop what he was doing at the table and turn back and make eye contact with me and then lipped at me a little bit and then went back to the match and I realized at that moment that I actually had like a a tiny bit of an influence with getting into yeah, these yeah. guys' heads. You are, yeah. It's a little bit of an edge, you're thinking. 
And then it started to become a thing where people would, you know, his opponents would actually approach me and start worrying about what it was I was going to say. Oh, you know, that's <laughs> good. Cor- yeah. yeah, well, you know, cornering is a real art, like uh, the art of being a good corner person. Um, you know, you can give a person technical advice, you can give a person tips, you can you can help control the crowd, you can mentally attack their corner, you can mentally attack your opponent, you can control the referees. A lot of things that a really exceptional corner can do that's much larger than just give advice. Do you think uh, that you should have some sort of corner title, you know, a business card? Hmm. Like the... The screecher? Yeah. Maybe? Like the corner screecher? Corner screecher? Yeah. Yeah, the corner... The corner witch. The corner banshee. Corner witch. The corner yeah, the banshee. banshee. Yeah, good one. I believe good. these have actually all floated around. They've been passed around have as they? ideas. Yeah. I think it's the dark hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because you do look like a banshee. Right. But a good one. And then the, oh, thanks. And then yeah, they yeah. get the red lips going sometimes too. Yeah, you like... look pretty intense. You are uh, pretty menacing. If I were any semblance of an arm wrestler, I would be intimidated <laughs> by you on the corner. Thank you. That yeah. means a lot. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's intense. Appreciate that. Uh, the, uh, the, the thing we've noticed, um, <clears throat> and if you've ever been to Devin's house, you should notice because there's a arm wrestling gym in the house. Did uh, that? It's, it's kind of a I would say it's a rarity in a household to have an arm wrestling uh, training facility in it. Do you? Is it? How do you feel about that? And, and was it encouraged, or you, do you train in it? Well, um, I mean, it is more or less a rarity. You're right for for most people to have it. But then again, you know, there was arm wrestling at our wedding. Yeah. You know, wedding reception. So kind of a thing that's been with us throughout the whole relationship is this arm wrestling. Um, Having the arm wrestling gym in the house is cool because, you know, we get to not, we don't have to leave our house and we can train and the kids love it and. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say I'm on a bit of a soft retire from arm wrestling training currently mm-hmm. after a bit of an injury I had, but I will get back at that again eventually. So yeah, it's it's well used, it's well loved, and I find it's great just because it gives access to everybody to be kind of up in our general living space. Yeah. And so the kids are more apt to jump in and do a workout and have fun. That way too. I think it's awesome. It makes even a difference. You know, people talk about having a gym in their house. I think it makes uh, a big difference whether it's even in your basement or your main floor. I'll tell you, it's like even just that one set of stairs going to a part of the room, a house that you don't use very often, this one gets more use. uh, And you're not uh, leap. It's, It's weird. You know, nobody wants to leave the action. You know, nobody wants to go where, you know, you're in solitude by yourself. Working out in a, on a main floor in a house that's active um, is, is, is like the perfect place for a gym to be if you're a gym lover and you don't want to leave your family. Yeah. 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 I think you, in the morning, you superset your arm workout with making your kids breakfast and seeing them go off to school and yeah. running around to the school. It's the that is the my favorite part of the entire day. You know, I hate waking up in the morning almost more than anything. But what I love even more is being able to wake up, cook my kids breakfast, and get my day started with a workout. Well, on the kids, they they all arm wrestle. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Uh, Habri, Auden, and Milo. Yep. Milo has a large hand, a long arm. It's kind of scary. Right. Uh, at age sixteen. <laughs> Uh, do you ever, is it is it kind of expected that they're going to arm wrestle or would you, uh, did, did it just happen because they're around it all the time? <clears throat> do they enjoy it? You want to take it? Well, I mean, we do have a photo of Milo arm wrestling on the first day of his life. So we have Devin. Yeah, yeah. Like the baby oh, grip. Oh, gosh. And doing one of these little, you know, the the baby dad grips move. the hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. But uh, no, like we, you know, we both... We've always felt the same way, I think. We have, we think it's really important to show your kids that you have passion for something, anything, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. But neither one of us ever wanted them to or expected them to follow our passions. We've always tried to encourage them to have their own. Ironically enough, they do. I mean, you know, they've, they've fallen in love with arm wrestling and uh, 
and acting as well. So it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting mix. They do a lot of other things as well, but there's certainly there's certainly a lot to be said for having you know your mentors in your house who can show you how to do these things mm-hmm. without having to branch out and find them on your own. But yeah, no, we definitely don't expect them to do it. They just they're kind of here and they see it and they live it and they experience it and our house is always full with people who are arm wrestlers who are i got a question about that how do how do your kids respond or how did they initially respond to people say fanboying over you as an arm wrestling idol to them i don't think they see too much of it i think that this whole thing is, uh, you know, still relatively new, like the, with the emergence of uh, the sport really growing. Um, but I, they don't, I mean, I'm very human to mm-hmm. my kids. Like, yeah. uh, I don't think that, uh, I think that it might be a bit of an interesting phenomenon. And I think that the, the positive that comes from it is I just always teach them that, uh, you know, I got here by doing exactly what I love to do and not letting people tell me what I should or shouldn't do with my life and just really chasing passion. So to go along with what we were talking about earlier, you know, um, we certainly expose our kids to it, but Mm -hmm. we recognize that, you know, if you really want to be great at something um, and have it really be natural, uh, it has to be something that you're just incredibly drawn to for whatever reason that is. So, uh, and, and when you have to, uh, do something that you don't love and you do it hard, then there's a cost and it just becomes not fun and not cool. And, uh, I don't think that life should be about work that you're not excited to do. Yeah. I see you're pretty good with not pressuring them into being the things that you have done or doing no. the things that you have done. Have you had anyone uh, working out here? You have a lot of guests come over yeah. working out in your club or whatever that have kind of put that pressure on them, maybe asking them about what are they going to do with that? And have you seen that and been like, ah, you know, you don't have to listen to that guy tell you that you need to be an arm wrestler too. Or Yeah, I see, I, I see a bit of that. I see a little bit of that happening. And there's that expectation with, you know, especially – I would say, especially with Milo, just because he's the oldest at this point and he's growing and it's, mm-hmm. and his and hand he has is big. that frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he yeah. has that frame. And so I think that there is a little bit of that starting to happen with him. Like, Oh, your dad, you know, your dad, you're going to be the next, there's a bit of that happening, but you know, I think we've made it very clear that they, that they really don't want, we've left them so alone about it that mm-hmm. they, they just come to it on their own. Like they just want to train when they do and sometimes they don't so it's all good i think when you're young um it's very important to grasp that the reason that you do sport is to enrich your life um you know be healthier uh you know have uh physical fitness enrich your life and i think that that's really the number one message that we're trying to teach them with we try and expose them to all the training that we do. Like any, so any, important to general to be to be generally exposed and not not specific when you're a yeah. child, not sports specific. Definitely, because you want to grow your their whole frame, their whole body, their whole ability. Unless you know, yeah. Unless it's unless yeah, you know of somehow, and some and some people do. Some but. kids know very young that that's what they want, but ours yeah. ours are cool no, to do yeah. a whole bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like, I like all that. <laughs> I mean, from what we're exposed to and what we're experiencing, that you guys are great parents. You just kind of let them roam around and and do their thing within, uh, you know, your guidance. And it's, it's nice to see. Like, I think the other day, I thought about having kids for a second because of you guys. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! Just thought about it. Oh wow! After yeah. that, I just, we we it was talk, gone. We, it's 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 interesting with kids, you know, um, and and we, I think, as people start to draw some line um, between that's a kid and that's an adult. And I mm-hmm. think it's important to remember that we're all people, no matter what our age is. And and something that I generally find is, you know, when when things are really good, you're just doing your thing, you know. So I think that the main thing is parents, you know, you feed them, you love them, yep. And anything Water them after, on occasion, and everything after that, <laughs> you're taking a risk. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. taking a risk if it's good or if it's bad. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, let's shift a little bit towards Devin and, and talk about him more because he loves that. The, the, uh, Peak check, Devin. The, uh, yeah, I was waiting. Yeah, I was like, when are we going to talk about me? There we go. There we go. Uh, he's decided that he wants to go on a long three, six month, long, maybe longer walking trip. What is your opinion on this, Jody? And, and he wants to go solo. Is that correct? Well, I, no, I don't. I mean, solo. I, I would I would do solo, but I just know it's going to be really hard. And, like, it's kind of my thing, maybe. I don't know. I don't think Jody wants to do it. He hasn't decided anything. Don't let him fool you. What he has done is repeatedly thrown this idea at the wall and hope, I think and it's hopes a great it sticks idea. until the, yeah, until until you do your first leg out leg I'm workout be, in no, 5 years no, and you can't no. even sit down now you're going to walk totally across different. Canada I've no no I, I'm, not, I'm not conditioned to squat and that's not what but I I've been but walking walk. with I've been walking with weight for my whole life this is what I did this I you I won't I'll be good I'll be good. Okay. Yeah. Well, when is it going to happen? That's the thing. Um, what I think it's going to happen. So <laughs> I I wanted to do it like earlier and then I realized that there's just too many other things that it's not, it's, I don't think I can do it yet and make it really make sense if when I look at my life and I take the chance that I'm going to live like longer than, you know, five or 10 years. You know, it would be better if I do it later. Um, I think that walking is one of the most healthy things that you can do with your time. I think it's one of the biggest things that is missing from my life on the regular. Uh, I think my life would be much better if I was walking between two and five hours every day of my life. I think that I will just feel fantastic. You know, if I just make that form of low intensity, um, it's part of my life. And so I want to get to a place where that is in my lifestyle. Um, and so uh, one of the things that I think would be so cool is to just do a walking tour where I walk, you know, two to five hours a day. And then at the end of it, I'm arm wrestling. Uh, and I'm like, it's like, that's, I, it's almost my paradise, right? Yeah. I walk. And I kind of fight, you know, and I think that this could be like to me, the sport is about a lot of things. You know, there's certain accolades you can chase. Uh, there's certain, um, you know, there's certain amounts of skills you can develop. But there's something kind of crazy about just walking and conquering, you know, just walking and just destroying everything in your path you know <laughs> something crazy about that you know not destroying. what do you want to destroy no, i'm just it's saying this like, is a friendly yeah, yeah, yeah. sport right, right, it's right. a friendly, friendly sport but like it's like that you know like you go you walk you compete you go you walk you compete yeah and uh you know instead of because i just don't like getting in cars i don't like getting yeah. on you know i just rather if i could walk and i agree with everything that Devin said but the, it's it just comes back to timing in our life right so this is the time that we're lucky enough to have children who still relatively like being with us, you know, to a certain level. And, you know, Devin missed a lot when he was in the military. And there was a lot of time that he missed with the kids. He mentioned earlier, and you've seen that he gets up with the kids and makes them breakfast. This is the last year, basically, that that's been going on. I did mm -hmm. the first 15 years. And so now he's got this opportunity to spend more time with his kids. And he's busy, obviously, you know, traveling and doing other things. So when he has the opportunity to be home, he's very just immersed and taking a, you know, cross Canada walking tour at this stage of our lives yeah. means it takes him away from his So it's probably going to be more. like after, after that. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> you guys have agreed on this. Well, we have kind of worked it out. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you're saying it's kind of like a Pokemon or Street Fighter type deal? Yeah. You're going to each gym and just well, that's the thing. I taking feel down like, the boss? Well, I feel like there's, yeah, I feel like there's strong arm wrestlers, strong people all across. Like every town has their best arm wrestler. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like it wouldn't be hard, like once I got this thing going, just to like announce, okay, I'm going to be in this town, walk there 30 kilometers, 
to the next one, 30 kilometers. And I, th I feel like it would gain momentum. I feel like, and I feel like I could set up like, um, like if I found somebody along the way that was really good, I'd like mark them somehow. I'd give them some kind of a, to an event. With a dart? I feel like <laughs> a dart? it would shape dart. like, yeah. um, a like a championships. Like I would be almost like a scout, like across all of Canada. Oh, okay. okay so, okay. and then every time I met somebody that I thought was worth fighting in the championships at the end, and it would be like a real Canadian championships that I've like handpicked these people. Okay, so you're essentially the marker for expert level arm wrestlers. Is just one of the ideas that I you had about also, it. Yeah. You could also just you know take their contact information. There's yeah. another way of doing that. Mark, yeah, but I'll, or like give them a like so that they can. Well, they have like a special pin. I say so, so many. You're things in the special pin club. I should yeah. think about more. No, I want you to mark them. I want to mark these. Yes. We go to the tattoo shop get the, every time. Get the, get the, cat, the cattle yeah. piercing. Bottom A. Tag. Bottom A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> if you and your family were granted eternal life, if you arm wrestled eight hours every day, would you do it? Yes. Why? Because there's nothing better than you being alive. You had him at eternal life. No <laughs> yeah. matter. You, like, could said, matter. you could have said, if you need to eat crap for eight hours every day and yeah. live forever, I'll be eating the crap. What, I mean, what animal crap? Uh, I don't care. Any kind of crap. Human as long as he gets to, to you, live. you let me live this, forever. This, I'm this in. is Devin's. Okay. You know when you play the when you play the Would You Rather game, mm -hmm. it, his superhero power, whatever. It's always immortality. That's the one. That's the one. Is That's it? the one and only. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, what's yours? Well, I've, uh, mine. Oh. Yeah, you want to pick one for me? He's not good at pick. Uh, don't do that. You don't get to have someone pick yeah, it for that's you. Terrible. He does this. You can't answer, answer these types I of questions. What about you, Tom? Really? Uh, I would have teleportation. Teleportation. I think so. Yeah. I think it, see, it's useful. But, but how you useful is it when you're 90? To teleport to a location because you can't walk? You won't even know your own name. You hey, can't even chew anything. You just think it, bro. There'd be a new adventure every day. You might forget you where you're name. at when you teleport. It's pretty powerful. Well, that'd be sick. It's pretty respectable. Like, it's pretty respectable teleportation. Like, it's good. Yeah, it's, good. I mean, it's more like if you're 90, you're teleporting from the, you know, the couch to your television room, right? You'd probably be horrible. Like, you probably couldn't squat. I would not. I would be obese. Well, of course, you probably wouldn't squat be a very fat much. Fat teleporter. Yeah, because you don't need. You don't have to move. You don't have to move. You know. Well, Jody, what about you? Oh, I would fly. You fly. I've wanted to. Fly. I've dreamt that I could fly from the time I remember dreaming until then. And all of my dreams are the same. It's that whole like you know when you're running through water. So the flying, you actually have to physically work at, but like you know, swimming through the air, kind yeah. of working at flying. But no, I, okay. I would fly. Okay, I got some weird questions coming up here. Uh, if there's if your family is, uh, let's say you're, you're, uh, you're at your house. Oh, no. Somebody breaks in, okay, and they have your family hostage. Okay. And the only way to get them free is to arm wrestle them but rip both their arms off. How would you do it? Hold on. Rip the person? Rip the arms off, yeah. Of the in person? an arm wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. In an arm wrestling match? Yeah, yeah. How would you rip his arms off? Well, you probably have to foul a lot. Right. Well, this is... You can foul in this situation. Okay. It's then I think, first of all, <laughs> I'd want the straps. Oh, that's good. Yeah. The straps are going to help in ripping somebody's arm off. Mm -hmm. And I think then that's... And, and once you get them in the straps... Uh, I think that the key is just twisting and twisting and twisting. Mm. Okay. Like, you know, just continue to twist and pull, twist and pull. And I think eventually you'll you'll rip the meat apart. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. <laughs> that's answered. <laughs> I'm a little bit frightened about how quickly you found that. Well, answer, by the thought way. about this before. Slightly. I mean, you'd probably... Has someone asked you this before? Well, I'm just thinking, like, you'd probably break a bone, and then the bone would start cutting the meat, and you just keep on going. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Test your frame. What are, go under. Go test, under. Test your frame. Yeah. That's what it's about, man. That's the ultimate test, yeah. That's what the sport's about. Um... The uh, oh, which deceased famous figure would you like to arm wrestle, um, and would you beat him? Or retired, maybe? No, let's say I want dead. I want a dead, dead person. person. Yeah, yeah. Dead, dead Hitler. Um, jeez, I don't know. I mean, are you talking about arm wrestlers? Could be like, somebody strong. Could be a strong man. Maybe a famous figure you just want to pummel. Gandhi. 
Yeah. Because everyone knows Connie sucked. I mean, well, I mean, at arm wrestling, you probably sucked. Mm. So, uh, I mean, maybe like if I wanted to arm wrestle someone and compete against them, like to compete against a arm yeah, wrestler, yeah, yeah. it would probably be uh, like maybe like a Cleve Dean. Uh, he's a really famous arm wrestler. He was like one of the best dudes in the okay. world, was, you know, for a period. And he was just a giant. He's one of these really big gifted guys, you know, and, and it would be neat for me to feel a guy because like that, because he was really considered the best, but of a different era, mm-hmm. you know, and that would be cool for me. Cause he'd probably be able to see if the sports changed or if it hasn't or, but you know, to work out with different people is cool too. Like a lot of it for me is just the training. Like, um, and really anybody who's really a skilled, skilled athlete to train with them, they can very quickly, you know, figure stuff, stuff out. And there's just that exchange. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe is, is, is Will Chamberlain dead yet? Huh? No, he's still alive. Is he alive? I think Will's still alive. I think he died, dude. I think he had sex with too many women. Does that kill you? Eventually, it does. Damn. I think he. I think he's. So impo- I sh- he's at if least want to live forever. Did just fall off. After yeah, that? if you want to live forever, yeah, you might want to think. About he played for Minnesota, the you know the home of Thousand Lakes, yeah. also the home of a thousand women. Will Chamberlain has, has sex. He with. reminds me a bit of the Grippler. Yeah. Good fisherman. Yeah. The uh, the Grippler. <laughs> he's a. Uh, which animal in the world would be best at arm wrestling? Um, Jody, you can answer this too. Orangutan. Oh, yeah, that's an easy first pick, but right. um, I just want to be sure. Oh, maybe like a crow. Mm, uh, <laughs> crow. I think I've got one better already. Than orangutan. What's that? Yeah. Now maybe like I don't know. I have a. I, I like to think that an octopus might be good. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, an octopus. Maybe yeah. octopus might be good, or maybe like a praying mantis if it was enlarged. Mm. Sure. Pound yeah. for pound, praying mantis. Pound for pound. Else. Yeah. 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 Those, but those are good. Yeah. the The neat thing is, is they're having. Uh, you know, some people get these weird disorders, right? And they get like one like mega arm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for an animal to beat that. You know, you get... What about an animal with a circulation disorder? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it must happen. It does yeah. happen. Yeah. Look at, look at, well, I mean, look at your fiddler crabs. And, and yeah. It's an elephant's uh, trunk or something? Yeah, elephant. Um, you know, you think about, like, uh, what do people put on their arm wrestling t-shirts? You know, a lot of them have, like, the great ape. Gorillas, yeah. A lo- there's a lot of that going on. Um a lot of people use ram's heads, like, sure. you know, just as a symbol for, you know, you know, coming forward. Yeah. Um, what about centaur? Centaur, yeah. They got human hands. Mm, yeah. They had a lot of height. I, well, we didn't, we didn't <laughs> yeah. know that fictional animals were on the table. I, yeah. It could be, yeah. yeah. I mean, not to say that I'm, I don't know that a centaur is actually fictional. Right. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, I think they're good in there, right? They have really good leverages. Uh, centaur? Yeah. Think of the hoof. Hooking against yeah. that table? No way, dude. And freedom? Freedom freedom's gonna definitely be something faster. Speed is a, to your advantage in freedom. So if you're quick. Uh, this is tough questions. These <laughs> tough questions. We're all just thinking yeah. about animals that might be better. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, Africa has a lot of crazy animals. I think that it has to be like a tree or a a tree dwelling or a burrowing animal. There's too many quadrupeds. They don't work. Yeah. You, know? you yeah. need something that's like a... Well, it's an animal that digs a lot. Like, aren't there like... Uh, Anteater? What pangolin. Is pangolin. That's oh, what I'm thinking. Pangolin. Pangolin, yeah. pangolin okay. rips stuff apart. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Have these claws and that. It's it's like an anteater. Yeah, yeah, I think pangolin might be really good in the hook. Okay. Like, really hard to top roll. all right you have a hundred thousand dollars to spend on an arm wrestling tournament yeah and you can bring anyone in the world whatever the cost doesn't matter how would you make it the most entertaining production the world has ever seen hundred thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars you say a million too the money doesn't really matter that much 
Just well, the up. money definitely matters. Okay, let's say five hundred k. How about that? Five hundred k. That's a little a little crazy, right? Five hundred k is great. Mm-hmm. You yeah. do a lot with that. Oh my god, you could do so much. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're somebody who doesn't really want the money himself, you're going to be able to do a ton. Um, now, and you would none of the money would be at all for you, right? It's all you just be promoting it. exactly. Um, I think that the first thing you'd want to do to make it really awesome um, would just be to get everybody happy about it, okay? Because when you think about these events, like um, events have a lot of different energies that go with them. And when athletes are under a lot of pressure, I don't, I don't think that the mood or the energy is as good. I think when people know no matter what, that they're already getting what they need and what they want. There's a certain level of stress that drops and people start taking more risks and enjoying it more. And that just, you know, moves through the entire event. So I think that what I would do would be I would take the time and I would I would do a lot of searching and I would get like 250 of the greatest athletes from around the planet. And not 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 just arm wrestlers. It would just be all arm wrestlers you're saying. It would be 250 athletes. Okay. I think that when we're talking about an arm wrestling event um and we just wanted to highlight the sport of arm wrestling and we had um we had $500,000 to work with. I think that, and you had one promoter who was willing to put in his own time or her own time at, at no cost. I think that, I think that you could cover 250 athletes' expenses completely and still have like $200,000 to work with. And you could like rent like a whole apartment block. So all the athletes could stay there. And then what you'd have is you'd have a massive, like, open tournament around it just for, like, fans, which would be lower, and it'd be a two-day event. So the first day, you'd have, like, just, like, tons of people because everybody's going to want to watch the event. And then the next day, you'd have, like, this 250-person, you know, selected athletes with you know representation across women and men right hand left hand different weights uh you know maybe like eight people or you know 16 per division and just have it paired and super matches like the whole way through maybe you'd have to spread it out across two or three days to make the event really perfect where would you hold it what location um, I like to hold, I would think that the best place to hold an event like this would be at a large congregation of people anyways. So, um, like an arena, a gladiator arena. I think you want to do it at, <laughs> at events that already like that people are already attending, you know? Um, okay. Yeah. Like at the Olympics as an exhibition or something. That's a great one. Uh, at the world cup festival. Like if you could have it out at burning man at Coachella, Coachella. That'd be so great. Yeah. I uh, love that. German, like yeah. arm wrestle. In, in the beer gardens in Germany, yeah. you know, for Oktoberfest. That, see, you, you're, you're very, very on to the Oktoberfest idea. You yes. really want to have a tournament there. I really do. Uh, like, I've gotten to travel a lot, different parts of the world. I've, I've seen a lot of stuff, and I, and, I, and I think I know sometimes when it's a perfect fit. And to me, like, Oktoberfest and arm wrestling, it's like, it's just perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you could do amazing things in the Hofbrau House. Yeah, that would be. Uh, yeah, is it, do you think is it, is it the drunkenness that that loosens it up for people to have a good time, or is it just the in, in general the atmosphere there and the just the the setting that you want to hold it there for? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with a lot of those factors. I think that um, you know. People talk about the sport of arm wrestling and they talk about um, a lot of arm wrestlers complain about, um, you know, 
the bar scene and uh, detracting from the sport. Uh, and people want to make arm wrestling really professional. And and I think that that's great. And I think that that's fantastic. And, and, uh, and people have done a lot to develop this. And this is certainly a great piece of arm wrestling. Uh, but the really beautiful thing about arm wrestling is everybody does it. Everybody does it and everybody enjoys it. Uh, and everybody gets, gets a lot from it. Like, um, and... Uh, I think that we should never forget that. So, um, yeah, to celebrate uh, alcohol and, uh, you know, the, the looseness that it gives people, the willingness to try new things. Uh, the Huffbrow House has tables that are perfect that everybody can just, you don't need to bring arm wrestling tables into the Huffbrow House. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, you could go in there, do a quick demo, uh, advertise a bit. Uh, and I'm sure that you can have a, just a, so much fun at that tournament. Like, yeah. Because so much of an arm wrestling event is the after party. Yes, we, we've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> right. What, uh, so I don't know how many months ago Devin brought up the bottom eight, Jody. But what was your uh, first thought when Devin said he wanted to wanted to host a tournament like that? Well, he didn't. The, the funny thing is, he didn't say that he wanted to host a tournament like that. He's it started as a complete and utter joke. Joke. Yeah. And it wasn't until you know people started sending us their audition tapes to become part of this bottom eight, <laughs> and like sponsors started jumping on board that we were like, "This is this this can't actually." be happening this can't like become a real thing and then it, it became very obvious very quickly that it was definitely becoming a real thing and that this was something that appealed to the the general masses on a level that we're not used to seeing right i mean we're used to seeing in sports we just have these champions we get behind them we love them we love them we love to see them win sometimes we like to see them lose too but this whole idea of bringing together a group of people who are more often than not unsuccessful in their sport. And you wanted to say something well, different about that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to say that really. Can I just say maybe more relatable? I yeah, think. more relatable. More relatable sure. to not freaks. Not yeah, freaks. Yeah, that's right. No. To the, to the everyday person. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was crazy when we realized that this was actually going to happen. I was like, I can't even understand, but it made perfect sense, and it was uh, it was an amazing event. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the most exciting events, most fun events I've been at. Like when Devin was talking earlier about making your athletes feel comfortable and making sure that they're having a good time. You know, you could tell the atmosphere at the bottom eight was it, there's still a competition, absolutely, but you could feel something a bit different. I think among the athletes uh, who were there. They're just having so much more fun with it, I think. Um, still competitive, but definitely having a much better time. Like They were really there kind of all together, not really, you know, no matter who won it in the right. end. Yeah, it was, it was definite camaraderie. And yeah. I think uh, a few people were a bit uh, concerned about the, you know, housing them in, in the same establishment beforehand because they, they thought of it as, as a, you know, as a regular arm wrestling tournament where people want to rip their heads off, but... They were just all hanging out and, and being friends pretty I'd, much. Yeah, I'd love to do it again and get that even more right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's the bottom eight. I mean, if you win the bottom eight, it doesn't mean that you're the best in your province or the best in Canada or the best in whatever. It's, it's bottom eight is, uh, you know, you're the best of the bottom eight. That's all it means. When do you want to have it next? The next one? Um, I really want to take some time and think about uh, what happened at the bottom eight. Uh, there's a lot of lessons that I got from it. And I just want to take some time and digest all of it before I put out the next one. But I have a lot of uh, fun ideas. Really, it's just, to me, it's about just doing fun things in the sport. And I see a ton of opportunities where this can happen, right? Um, bottom eight, um, there's just a lot of different ways to promote. What happened there? I got a little cramp. Oh, yeah? Got a little cramp. Arm cramp. <clears throat> yeah. We don't always have to promote the exact same way. <laughs> Do you need some pickle juice? No, it's okay. I, I got you. No, it's okay. I got a, 
I got a microphone here. Let me just... Uh... That'll help. A microphone. Just, just bang it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. I'll tell you what. We'll have another one when Juji learns to how to pull in a strap. Well, when, when he learns to get, get the, strap. In the strap. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. When he just gets time to learn. We need to get you in the strap. It's, uh, we, we've been talking about it. It's just not... I mean, all these guys... What, what's the lowest amount of experience that a guy has, in, even in the bottom eight, who's the... I'd say lava. Right, and he's three years still... Beaver pumper. Beaver, Beaver pumper. pumper. Yeah, yeah, but he he's obsessed with arm wrestling. At least he understands parts of it, and he's been around it for probably years. Yeah, but but thinking at, uh, about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So at, Beaver at pumper. Level. So Beaver pumper and Juji were like the greenest. Yeah. Um, Lava. I feel <clears> like Lava hasn't really like really bit into it. Um, Chris is long time. Yeah, Bowen's super hardcore. Hardum. Artem, yeah. Artem hasn't been doing it super long. How long have you been doing, Artem? Five years. Five years. Okay, so that's okay. really good. Uh, Evans, about six years. Craig, yeah. So definitely, definitely uh, not a ton of, uh, you know, experience advantage coming from Juji, but... Yeah, but he's got eight months. I think a lot of people are putting him on kind of a... Yeah. A bit of a, like, oh, he's been doing it for a while, but that's no, internet no, no, time, no, you know? No, 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 But I'll tell you, I mean... It's not eight, eight months. It's not eight months, though. No, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. An, an arm wrestler, eight months, and I, we, we know that. But I'll tell you, like, I mean, from what I saw at the event, I really believe that you are right there yeah. with all those guys. I, I totally believe that. I think that if you had just a hair more experience... Uh, I'm confident that you would have beat Artem um, because I I just think that if it goes straps, I think that all the grip work that you've done and just your your instincts uh, is going to give you so much more access to all your strength. Um, I, I think that you're very relevant in that tier right now. I I think. Well, I think it was a lot of fun. I, you, were, I, you were great. And I think having a day to get to know everyone else in the tournament was a great experience because we all got to be together in a house and spend a day together, ate dinner together, had a, a lot of time to build up a lot of inside jokes between us and have a lot of laughs and do a lot of things together. So when you walked into it, you kind of like knew, you're, yeah. you know? It's, yeah. There's a, I mean, yeah, you want to win. You want to do your best you can, but... It's just great. Well, Beaver Pumper wasn't around, so you didn't have to smell his beaver balls. Ah! No, 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 oh, yeah. Those, those oh, boy. reeked. They did not. like anything you smelled before. No, no. That was no. a new smell. I mean, you're in a bar <laughs> with 150, 200 people, lots of smells. Sweaty, beaver sweaty. balls smell the highest yeah, and hardest. Like even, farted hardcore. Even through the plastic bag that they were oh, in. Oh, yeah. Pretty, that guy smells like beaver balls. Pretty bad. <laughs> He's carrying them around. He smells like beaver balls. You're leading up to a match, and you're you're really hyper focused on it. Uh, Jody, does his mental and just emotional state change like, oh, up close wow. to it? You're already tickled by I'm this. I'm a total one. nut bar. What is going like, on? Am I better or am I worse? Devin's mental and emotional state changes on the daily. A- am I yeah. better or am I worse? On the daily, like day by day for twelve weeks. Oh. Um, yeah, it definitely changes leading up to it. But you know what? It's also evolved over the years. That's so not like it used to be. It used to be incredibly intense. He would get, you know, there would be a point for almost a couple of weeks at least where you just couldn't even have a conversation with him. Just don't even bother trying to engage. At that point, he was just hyper vigilant, hyper focused mm-hmm. on what is coming. And there's, you know, there wasn't anything else that could get involved. And I think over the years, he's let go of quite a lot of that. So he's much more reasonable human being. It's coming. Now it's like the day of maybe even, you know, the half day of that. It's like that. So I know how to you know, leave him be for that. But but it's up and down, and I think it depends on who he, who his opponent is and where he's sitting with injuries yeah. and how he feels, especially yeah. in general, and, you know, what he's had to do before because, you know, life's kind of busy sometimes, and as we've mentioned, he's around, he's away a lot. So I think, and he's also realized, too, like, you know, this part of, part of having that military career and all those experiences is that at the end of the day, 
you know, he's going to go into an arm wrestling competition. It's, he's probably going to walk out alive from it. You know, it's not a life or death situation. So the not adrenaline, if he's the robber though. What's that? Not if he's the robber, you know. Ah, the Rest. robber. If you're the robber, you're getting your arms ripped yeah. off, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's going to happen one day, I bet. I bet it's going to go like that. But then that's still, you know. That's the evolution of the sport You can still live without right arms. There. Right. I mean, you've, it's you've, not a pin until it's off. You've seen Rollerball, right? <laughs> Rollerball, the movie? I, it was with was it with Arnold or did you guys ever see that movie in the eighties? Oh, that was a great movie. Right, right, right. That's a yeah, great yeah. Movie. People die in yeah. that sport. Right? Oh, that's right. I yeah, that yeah. They're now. on rollerblades yeah. and they're they're doing a lot of yes. killing. I think uh, eventually people's got to die in arms. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's just foreshadowing. Like mm-hmm. maybe or maybe there could be an arm wrestler on rollerball, like and he's Ooh. gonna try and. Twist your arms off. Yeah. That's how, that's how you're going to yeah. go. <laughs> Twist your rollerblades right off your feet. The, uh, the, so, and also, he has a bit of a superstition slash sensitivity towards people touching his arm. Yeah. The, 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 the right or the left. It's not a superstition. Not superstition. It's not a superstition. It's just. You should do that. He doesn't want anybody you to. You he should learn want from that. Anyone to take. Anything he doesn't want to give anything away. Okay, he doesn't want uh, to risk. You know, it's like I don't know. It's that whole. Well, you can your children touch your arm? You're gonna... What's that? Can your children touch the arm? I don't even no. let them. No, oh, there comes yeah, there comes serious. a point so where like, Jody can't touch it either. No, no and he was just leave me alone. Just let let. No. let Not even I, like just grab your arm. Just grab it. I would be like, it. no, I, mean, I, I, like I wouldn't be point. happy about it. I I give you my left if we we're if I if yeah. it's right. I just there comes a point when I've really like what I'm doing for like my life is I'm making this thing what I want it to be, and you know I try and make it perfect when i show up on on the day it's going to do what i want and you know any effect any any you know somebody squeezes you twist it all has an effect effects i don't like you know i don't want anybody to mess with me the typical arm wrestling handshake right is that come in smack hands with the guy and kind of like no he doesn't want to have any jarring Ever? Not okay. even like pre-competition. Just pre-comp. pre-comp. The only person I'll have as many handshakes with as they like is the person I'm competing with. Yeah. Sure. I'll, wait, wait, I'll wait. shake that person's hand. Then he's speaking. Uh, you're uh, getting information. Yeah, yeah. He's taking. Yeah. He's taking. Okay. Because it's already on. Like it's already like I mean yeah. the uh, you're starting to get stuff right away. But what if Gandhi rose from the dead and wanted to shake your hand specifically that specific arm? Would you do it? I'd have to make an exception for Gandhi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Gandhi, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Gandhi, of course. You can arm wrestle him with that arm. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Gandhi would be cool. Okay, wait. Yeah, he'd be cool. You, you told me to sleep on my left side that's before right. the bottom eight. Yeah. Do you brush your teeth with your left hand? Oh, yeah. And, and eat with your left hand? Yeah. Have you, just, you just take this hand out, you just, it yeah. goes on vacation. You know what is the craziest thing that I've found over the years that I've contemplated? I've never done it, but I, I, I really believe this to be true. And that is that as soon as you have an injury on your one arm, the other one will instantly get stronger. And I'm not talking about like some kind of physical adaptation. I, I really believe that the brain has like an ability to make one hand significantly stronger in an amazingly short amount of time when you have an injury on the other side. I've just had it so many times in my life over and over and over that I've witnessed. I get an injury in my right, my left just becomes amazing. I have an injury in my left, my right just is like next level. So what you're contemplating is injuring your opposite yeah. arm. I'm like, <laughs> right hand super match in three days. Boom, boom, boom. All right, I'm fresh. I haven't done that, but. That's good. Well, why not? I don't know. I feel like I'm not not I'm not taking this seriously enough. <laughs> Devin is very averse to intentionally damaging his body. Then why don't like you why don't you that. help him out with the left? Yeah, just start, right? just just do, like, start a punching him out. You, you know the match is coming up. Just drill a person in the yeah. shoulder. I'm doing you a favor. And then he gives me the nod. <laughs> yeah, That's what we should have with done. an actual Thanks. power drill. Thanks, like, Thanks, really take it down. Yeah, you're gonna get Thanks, so Chuck. strong in that left. Yeah, let me punch you right a bunch. But I'm serious. Like I'm. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but I've just I've experienced it myself over and over and over. It's like sometimes my left will be bad, and like my left will be bad, and my right will get hurt. And it's like almost instantaneously, my left feels better. You know. It's, okay. It's weird. Well, 
This has been a weird conversation. Mm-hmm. I got uh, okay. So they've designed robots to beat humans at poker and <laughs> and go and all these interesting card games, right? Yeah. What if they designed a robot who has average strength? Okay. Average. We're not we're not taking we're not having the robot have you know the strength of uh, you know the pistons and the okay. pressure, right? All right. Not nothing crazy like that, but. He has analyzed thousands of hours of footage, mm. and he has basically developed a compendium of technique, yeah. and he has the ultimate technique yeah. in arm wrestling. Yeah. Do you think you can beat that robot in at least one match in a best of five? Um, are we allowed to go in the straps or not? <clears throat> uh, well, what's the rule on getting the straps? That's important. I think you could force it as a human because the the advantage you have is that you can strategize, right? Okay. I think and you have that. And also you have skin. Well, the, for example, the, the poker players yeah. beat the robots by playing wildly and crazy, you know, yeah. not technically like, not the same that they would usually do. Mhm. Yeah, you can definitely map arm wrestling like uh, if they were to if they were to try and build a program that uh, can define what choices to make, I, I'm, I'm very confident the sport is mappable mm-hmm. like, uh, to a point that uh, a robot could definitely do all the right sets because it's basically just a flow. Um, it's, it's not that complicated. Um, but there's certain things that are really, really difficult to master. Uh, and... Um, I think that strength is a big part of the game. I think it's probably the biggest part of the game. Like when you talk about components to um, execute uh, winning strategies, I think it t- once you have a very uh, small understanding of the sport, um, so long as it's uh, it's extremely accurate. Uh, with a great amount of strength, you can be the best in the world. Um, if you understand exactly how to do a few techniques perfectly. Um, now that being said, if you want to, if you want to be able to beat like say 200 people, um, where technique will become much more important, uh, where you'll have to be able to flow around then, then, I mean, I think it's going to be to a computer's advantage. You know, if you, I think it's the the person that's the most dangerous is the person who knows enough and then gets very strong. You know, I think that that's that's a dangerous combination on an arm wrestling table. Standard arm wrestling. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying Juji eventually could beat that robot too because he's damn strong. Strength has a lot to do with fighting. Anybody who doesn't think that strength is important in a fight, I mean, probably hasn't fought very much. You know, like, yes, I want to know how to fight, but once you know a little bit, and that's why they have weight classes, you know, it's why they invented them, because Mm -hmm. the bigger person normally wins, right? Last question before we all pass out, because Devin's gotten about an hour of sleep. (laughs) Jody's uh, probably just a little bit more. And Juji and I are fresh as a willow, but uh, we did... Do a couple workouts. We are in a foreign country. Canada just leeches your energy. Right. It's crazy like Unless that. Unless you go to Tim Hortons all the time. Yeah. But uh, the last one is if your legs disappeared mm. and then you had a bottom left arm and a bottom right arm, <laughs> how would you adjust your training? <laughs> okay, hold on. What? So my legs are gone. Your legs are gone, but you got four arms. You got four arms, right? I, I have four arms where? Four arms, arms where your legs your would legs. be. Right. Four arms where my legs would be. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> correct. And everybody has them at this point. So there's a league called the World you know, Forearm Wrestling League. Okay. And uh, you would have, you'd have to compete in that. But you have to compete in bottom left, top left, bottom right, top uh-huh. right. Oh, that's so interesting. How would you train for that? Would you train everything, or would you just keep going with two, two up there? Oh, oh see, that's interesting because I think that you'd probably most people. I think it would probably run a lot like it runs now. I think that the king of arm wrestling would still be the right upper limb, you know, and that's that's where they put most of the money. 
I think they put it in that right arm, upper limb. And then there'd be people who would do both. And then this sport would take a while to grow. And then there would be some crazy champion that was like born like a starfish. Yeah. And that person would like change the sport where, uh, you know, they were winning all the categories. And then uh, it would depend on how they organize the tournaments. Because the, the promoters do so much to shape the sport. And it would really be about what did the promoters offer? Were they offering it on an even split or mm-hmm. was the right hand the money arm? You know, Because if it was just the way that the, this sport came into places, it started with just the right arm. So I don't know if these would get the respect. Are they getting even respect? Mm-hmm. All, all limbs, even respect. Yeah, maybe it'd be the upper and the lower right would, would be given the most accolades. Mm. So maybe focusing on those two, but you still have to, you know, maybe uh, someone who's favored on their left wants to focus on the bottom and the upper left, right? I feel like you've now just needing to run cables all across the house and you've effectively turned them into an orangutan. Yeah. Right? So Mm -hmm. you're just... Run around. You're just like every limb is, you know, Mm. doing ceiling rope work. Well... I, I don't know that it would change that much how I train. Like, I think that my my <laughs> my right hand and left hand, I train them just fine. And I guess I'd probably just start doing that with, you know, my legs. I'd start getting them up there and my hands. I don't know. So would you do three workouts a day or six? Maybe eight. <laughs> I mean, your body would be able to recover now. Maybe. Maybe you just go around the wheel. Just this one, then this one, mm-hmm. this one, then this one. Right. Maybe. You constantly recover, so you can just constantly training. Yeah, or maybe you do, like, cross-section like this, like, boom, oh. and then, like, boom. This is crazy. Right. I don't know, man. It's making me feel like I'm dreaming. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I mean, it would be a dream world. Some wild questions. I, wild, they need wild answers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. I'd, I might have done a little what if, something up in Canada. Who knows? What if, uh, what if I took it to the next level, and mm-hmm. I got a doctor to cut them all off and put them on just the one? So you got four arms on the right arm? Yeah. Ooh, that's mm. cool. I don't know. I'm willing to go to Thailand right now. I'd be down for that. Yeah, I'd pay for some of that. You should have to have one hand on the peg, though. They'd make an exception for me. Oh, right. good. Yeah. They of course, would. I don't there have are, the arm. There are one-armed right. arm wrestlers now. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so you're saying if there's a, a four-armed, one-sided... Uh, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one more. Dude, oh, yeah, I just thought of one more, dude. Okay, what if... Okay, what if they could cut off your legs, you get prosthetics, yeah. and you're in a lighter weight class? Would uh, you do it? Uh, no, I don't. What you mean is if that's a choice? Uh, no, it would be a... Let's say it's it, it's maybe not a choice, but let's say like they cut off your legs and give you lighter legs. You know, you still got legs. And is that a choice? Yeah, you could choose, yeah. It's up to you. So take the lighter legs or not? Yeah, do you want lighter legs? Or just your normal legs. I'm not sure Devin's legs can get much lighter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I don't want to give my legs away. We should do a DEXA scan. Your legs weigh like 13 pounds and your arms weigh 60. You know, I did that. I did that. (laughs) Believe it or not, I I did one of those. Okay. And I'm like totally balanced. Okay. I was surprised. Maybe not the same now, but like I did it like two years ago in Australia there. Oh. I did one. I was like pretty, pretty much balanced that's surprising it is it is (laughs) a lot can happen in two years though sure i don't know that much has i don't know know. my legs are surprisingly jacked i don't know if you've seen i've seen them they're what we call big ropes ropes yeah rope roped out of their mind right that's the term right dude come on give us some other names for muscles that ripped tarnished peeled Oh yeah, peeled is good. Yeah, shredded, shredded. Mm-hmm. jacked, uh, kaleidoscope, stuffed, like thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like veiny, really bulbous. Yeah, uh, stringy. Sinewy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Sinewy. Oh, dude, you're looking so sinewy this year, dude. You're gonna I win the open. Sinewy, sinewy, sinewy. Yeah. Well, thank you two for coming on to this 
wild and wacky ride we <laughs> it's had been here. Great. It's been great. Yeah, yeah. it's been a great us. weekend. It's been a fun weekend. Thank you guys for, hosting, for us. hosting us. Ah, our pleasure. We're we're way too lucky to be. Uh, honestly, we've had a lot of hosts, and I, I rave about Thor Bjornsson going out of his way to be our host. But you guys are way up there with Thor and and how <gasps> damn well you hosted us. Hmm. Well, we still have one more night to impress. I you. feel badly because I I really didn't make any food for you except yeah. like little bits of well Devin made his one meal in your kitchen yeah well you can always come back and read my kitchen well, but see, next time you come back about. I'm gonna actually cook for you because I kind of like to do that thank you my thing yeah you guys have been great uh, we've got a lot of videos out um, Devin do you have any things you want to talk about for the future your own stuff you got a YouTube channel you post some weird shit on there you got an Instagram channel also post some weird mathematical equations on there along, <laughs> alongside of your own photos. But uh, do you have anything else to, to talk about that you want to mention? Uh, no, uh, I, no, things are great. Cool. Uh, yeah, look forward to meeting everybody. And uh, just for me, it's going to be arm wrestling and my family. Uh, I've got a lot of ideas moving forward with what this sport needs. It's all about communication, really. That's what's going to take our sport to the next level. A new level of communication. Well, thank you for coming on the OK Podcast. If you guys haven't bought some Grip Genie shit, then freaking do it right now. Uh, Devin, hold up your arm and, and flex it. Grip uh, Genie. If you want a forearm like that, then you should buy some Grip Genie things. we got grippers back in stock. We appreciate you guys for watching, for listening. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Shopify. That's our platform spotify. for grip genie spot spotify yep spotify itunes google play soundcloud and subscribe to the youtube we appreciate you for watching and we'll see y'all later thanks guys thank you